It's time for the main event of your day. Yo, what is up, everybody? Look, we got some things to talk about. Tony Khan bought Ring of Honor last week. Stone Cold Steve Austin is going to be at least getting physical at WrestleMania. And AEW Revolution was on Sunday a fantastic pay-per-view. Look, we got some stuff to talk about. What's up, guys? I'm Dustin. And I'm Chriselle. And we are the Unexpected Wrestling Podcast here with another episode for you all. Before we get too far into things, make sure you guys like, subscribe, follow the podcast, Subscribe to the podcast, guys. If you're on Apple Music or Spotify or anywhere, subscribe to the podcast so you get notified whenever we drop those brand new episodes for you. And keep up with the podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Like I said, Chriselle, how are you feeling? I'm happy. After a day of work, I'm glad to be talking wrestling with you, to be able to connect with the people that listen. So whether you're listening in the morning, the afternoon, thank you for listening. We love you. And as much as y'all support us, we want to support y'all. So make sure you're in our DM so we know what you need from us. Exactly. And like I said, we got some things to cover, guys. Tony Khan bought Ring of Honor. What the heck does that even mean? K- KO and Stone Cold might be going at it. What does that even mean? And then AEW had an awesome pay-per-view. But what did me and Crystal like? What did we dislike? What was the best match? What did we think was the worst match? We're doing a full AEW Revolution recap today, guys, for you all. So sit down, whether you're sitting at the dinner table about to eat, whether you're having lunch, you just woke up and you listen to us on your morning drive, you're on your way to school, you're taking a walk, whatever you may be doing, thanks for joining us, and let's get right into it, Chriselle. Tony Khan has bought, and he now owns, Ring of Honor Wrestling. It was announced by Tony Khan himself on Wednesday night. Wednesday night dynamite I'm sorry I'm so excited Wednesday night dynamite he comes out there and he says I have signed a deal and I am the new owner of ring of honor wrestling so what does this mean he now owns the entire tape library dating back to 2002 he now owns all of the brand assets he even you know technically speaking quote unquote whoever's under contract there he now you know for lack of a better term owns them they're under his you know watchful eye now in terms of a company incorporation this is huge i've seen people say this is the biggest you know purchase of another wrestling company since wcw back in the early 2000s which i think is very hard to argue with because mind you ring of honor isn't the biggest promotion in the world and they're not necessarily on mainstream television and all of that but nonetheless they're a very well known wrestling promotion in the wrestling world and many of the top wrestlers not just in wwe but also in aew came from ring of honor so cm punk brian danielson adam cole it's huge it's really big news i'm super excited to see what goes down but i want to get your initial thoughts on the whole situation i feel like tony khan is just a kid with a lot of money he said you know what this is a good idea let me just let me just jump into it but none like regardless of the fact he seems like he's having fun with it and i feel like this is going to be a good thing that benefits everybody because you know we talk about all the time this guy has money and he's been doing well with aew and if anything i think ring of honor was already okay and i think anything could succeed a little bit better when it has more money involved and i so far i've trust tony khan to be moving in the right direction and i feel like this is only going to add more momentum to tony khan building his wrestling empire more competition too yeah more competition is not bad i need everybody to realize that whether you are a diehard wwe only person you know that's fine whether you're the AEW sexual and you're like only aew only aew wwe is garbage like competition is good guys we need this it brings out like do you think i really don't think tony khan is going out there and being as aggressive with the free agent signings and being as aggressive in buying ring of honor if there isn't competition 
WWE might be pulling on the legends if there isn't competition. But, you know, I think WWE does put on a better product when they really, really have to and when their backs are against the wall because WWE can get complacent. Look at the early, you know, 2010s. Like, it wasn't the best product. So it's awesome that Tony Khan has gone out there and bought Ring of Honor. There's been the rumors of it'll be like a developmental type of thing. Um, I know some people have said maybe the wrestlers will go back and forth, you know, say like, off the top of my head, first person I thought of, uh, Eddie Kingston. I, I know that might not be a great example, but let's just say Eddie Kingston doesn't have a program going on over there on AEW. Dynamite and Rampage don't fit for him. Hey, let's throw Eddie Kingston over there to Ring of Honor and have him wrestle a few matches. I know people have said many things. Some people have said Tony Khan's is going to take the tape library and run and take his ball and go home. Chriselle, where, where do you think they're going? What do you think they're going to do with it? It makes more sense for him to at least attempt use, to use Ring of Honor as a developmental footing, workaround, whatever. That way he does have a bigger pool to you i mean as of right now aw is flooded but having ring of honor to help build and hone in those skills will only make everything in general a lot better so i say do it that way and he'd be kind of dumb to have to purchase the whole thing and then only use a part of it like the the tapes like you said like at least try and then if you decide that like that's too much or it's not going the way that you want or something's going on then you can step back and you know still own it and let someone else control it and just have overall tapes have the tapes in your control, and that's fine. And we already got to see the, the nostalgia factor of that you can use by being the owner, like CM Punk coming out to his old music. That is great, and it pulls on the heartstrings, and that's exactly what we need. Right. It's pretty awesome. Like, uh, I know the biggest thing out of it that people are excited for is the tape library. I mean, you get the early parts of the careers of guys like CM Punk, Danielson back in 2002, 2003, when he, you know, first quote unquote starting in North America and wrestling and stuff like that. Uh, Adam Cole's Ring of Honor stuff. If Samoa Joe were to come around, you know, Samoa Joe's Ring of Honor stuff, Dan Housen's stuff even, you know, it's, it's awesome that the tape library is there. I think it even pushes further the point of age. AEW needs to get on a streaming service of some kind, whether they do their own or whether they get with HBO Max, which is the rumored one. I love HBO Max streaming as a streaming service as well. I think it's one of the better ones. I think they have great content and great stuff. So if they went on HBO Max, I'd be pretty happy. But it's like, yo, if you do put that stuff on a streaming service, not only are you servicing those diehard wrestling fans of these guys who have been on those journeys the entire time since 2002, 2003, 2004, but also the fan who, you know, I won't, I won't even lie. I've never really watched Ring of Honor. I haven't really seen any matches from Ring of Honor. I don't know too much about it. So I don't know those early careers of some of those wrestlers. I would love if it was on a streaming service that I could be like, let me go watch this 30 minute Danielson classic from 2003. Like, I would really love to to do that so i'm super excited about it i'm interested to see where it goes and i don't really see a lot of downside with it you know i hope that they choose a platform and then you know develop that a lot quicker because if they decide to go the route of making their own app their own platform it's going to take a while and i don't have much faith in it itself <laughs> right now i wholeheartedly agree i think the best is to hop on a streaming platform like i said hbo max it would be awesome so we'll see what happens with that but tony khan is the owner of ring of honor wrestling we'll have updates on anything that goes on with that so if tony khan comes out and says now i'm selling it to wwe which wouldn't happen but you know like we'll have updates on the streaming service and all that stuff as it comes but the really big wwe news this week actually happened yesterday because you guys know we record on tuesday so monday night raw happens kevin owen comes out
comes out in the main event and he says just talking trash on Texas and he officially calls out the most over wrestler of all time like you can argue if he's the best the greatest you know that's different to other people there's no debating he's the most over wrestler of all time no one has ever gotten louder crowd pops than Stone Cold Steve Austin and KO called him out he's like let's do something with the KO show so it's very unclear whether it's a match where there's gonna be a sit down talking segment but Stone Cold Steve Austin himself came out today with the video and it sounds like he's about to beat the crap out of Kevin Owens so we it's pretty safe to assume it's gonna get physical Chriselle how you feeling about that I think they did this really weird I'm glad that I didn't stay up past my bedtime to because there was like that tease a lot of people last night thought the Stone Cold was gonna be on Raw on Monday but I knew better because how do you not advertise that or like at least give a little sneaky sneak but I would have been even more mad because people if you stayed up or you're you watched it back you just hear Stone Cold's glass breaking for a graphic you get to hear it for a graphic, man. I know I would have been, I know I would have assumed that, oh, wow, I was wrong and he was there and I would have been all caught off guard, but I wasn't because I wasn't awake. So that's great. But, and then also, why did they wait until Tuesday to have Stone Cold's video come out on social media? I like, I get it. Social media is a buzz and you want to utilize that in its own factor, but I why not put this on your show? Like, at the, why why wasn't this a part of your show? I I know that the time there's a time essence going on, but Kevin Owens has already made fun of Texas. There's already another. Th- I just feel like creatively, you could have gone a different direction from the jump if this was already what you were going to do, and this has been brewing. Unless for some reason you guys didn't know until two seconds before the show, which I know Vin- Vince McMahon does those like changes last minute. But him himself, he knows what's going on. So why would you do it this way? It just seems really lazy or like it doesn't even lazy. It just slapped together. Like why it could have been a lot better. Well, there's a lot that slapped together last minute because Vince always changes stuff. I, I do agree. Um, Why would he announce it on social media and why not have it on your show? But then I understand the aspect of it's social media. So, I mean, there's no better place to get stuff out there than social media, if we're being honest. More people pay attention to social media than they do watch the show. However, I do agree with you that... um. It could have been done a little bit better. Um, I think a big factor of it was Stone Cold Steve Austin told them, yeah, I'll show up to Mania, but that's it. I'm not flying out to, I think they were in Cleveland yesterday. He's like, I'm not flying to Cleveland. I'm, I'll see y'all when y'all get to Dallas. I'm saying they could have showed that video package on their show and then just put it on social media the way they did. Because that's what they do all the time anyway. So yeah. when something big happens on their show, they just put it on social media afterwards. But it has more of a reaction when you're watching in real time. That's very true. And I think it was- would have been a great way to get more people to the show as well because if i was chilling out not really watching it and then i saw on social media stone cold steve austin has a video i'm, I'm turning it on like i'm gonna turn it on i don't care what i'm doing i'm gonna turn it on. i don't care how uninterested i am um so i do agree with that so they're saying it's gonna be the ko show like that's what they're saying so i don't think it's gonna be an official match um, like, I don't think there's going to be a ding, ding, ding type of thing. But I do. This is how I envision it, right? As of right now. Because Stone Cold's talking, getting physical. So it's going to happen. How I kind of view it in my head is it'll be Kevin Owens is in the ring. Stone Cold's glass breaks. He walks down, flips people off and this side and the other. And then they have like a brawl for like five minutes. You know, like m- m- it'll be mostly Stone Cold beating the crap out of KO. But I think Stone Cold's just going to brawl with him for a few minutes. And then, you know, stunner, stunner, flick you off beers. I think that's how it's gonna go what what do you think i think ko does that haha no we can be friends stone cold comes out hot heavy angry ko 
Joe's under the impression that he's going to be able to just sit down and have this interview after talking about Texas, but that's not going to be the case. Stone Cold comes out, talk about, no, 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 let's have a match, let's have a match, but it's going to be a quick one so that he does get to technically have his last match and it be in a win. It'll be something quick and it won't be a match match. It's just going to be done. So you think it's, do you think it's going to be a ding, ding, ding? Like, will there be a bell? There will be, there will be a one, two, three. There's going to be a one, two, three. Really? And it's going to be dumb and it's going to be dumb. I'm not going to say it's good and there's nothing. It's just going to be quick. No, see, so that's my argument. Like, and I understand you're promoting it as the KO show. And mind you, Stone Cold's going to be there regardless, whether you, however you promote it. But why not? If you're going to do it the way you're saying, right? Why not just promote it as a match? It's not going to be a match match because it, because if you promote it as a match and it's Stone Cold, people are going to expect it to at least be five minutes. And they're not going that long. They're going shorter. It's I going to it's going to be like a Becky and Bianca. Oh situation. no way! They're not doing that. Yep. No, yep. no, yep. that's garbage. I I'd love it, mind you. I'd love it because I'd be excited because of Stone Cold Steve Austin. But that's garbage. No way, yep. man. It's gonna be something like that. If I I can't imagine buying a ticket to see Stone Cold. Like that's the reason I bought the ticket because you said Stone Cold is gonna be there. He walks out, does a stunner, and then leaves. Oh, I'd be pissed. This this the, the segment's going to be longer than the Becky and Bianca situation, but. I'm saying like the match itself, it's going to go along the lines of the same thing. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. Look, we're, we're arguing. We don't really know. Ah, man. I don't know. I, I don't think there will be a ding, 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 but I think they'll do a little five to seven to eight minute brawl. I think not having it advertised as a match is a way to get out of not having to put it in the main event. Because I maintain my fact that if you rang the bell, you have to put it in the main event. Because that is what people come to see. That is what people would... It's, it's on night one, too. So that is what people care about. Screw Charlotte and Ronda, all due respect. I'm coming to see Stone Cold Steve Austin if I bought a ticket. Like, I want that to be my main event. Even if it was three minutes, that's what I want. That, that's why they don't need to put in the main event. That's why they don't need to say it's a real match. People know you're confirming at, at all. You're just confirming that he's going to be in the building you know you've been to a show there's something about just being in the same building as somebody it doesn't matter how long it is it's like you get to see their entrance and you get to see them last wrestlemania we were there we were excited we we bought beers just because of the slight chance that we were at wrestlemania and he showed up that's all it was that they don't have to do that it's stone cold they don't have to do a lot at all for them to sell the tickets all they have to do is confirm he's going to be there realistically that's it it's intact that's all you have to do that's it I, I'm very interested to see uh, how many tickets have been sold in the last, let's just say, 24 to 48 hours. How many tickets have been sold? Because there's going to be people that are like, I'm going to night one because they want to see Stone Cold. And rightfully so. I mean, if I wasn't doing something the week after, I might be saying, hey, Chriselle, let's figure something out how to get to Dallas for at least night one. Because I love Stone Cold and that glass break is so iconic. Oh, my gosh. You hear it and you get chills. Like, you hear it and you get chills. So... I definitely understand it. Real quick, Chriselle, you remember when we were at Mania last year and they were advertising uh, Mania for this year and they did like the glass break and then Stone Cold started the promo and we thought it was him and I, I dang near died. <laughs> I almost passed out. That's that's what I'm saying. Like I get it on Monday when people thought that there was a chance that he was going to because something there's there if there's just like a 1% chance, you're like, there's a chance and that's enough to get excited. No, I, I wholeheartedly agree. So look, 
it's got us talking. And I think that's what WWE wanted. Stone Cold's just getting paid. I wonder how much they're paying him for this match. I really wonder. Because he hasn't, he hasn't like done anything official. Mind you, he's been at Manias, like the ones mainly in Texas. But he hasn't done anything official like this since The Rock 19 years ago. He didn't come out for Punk. He didn't come out for Cena. He didn't come out for Lesnar. So <laughs> I really wonder, what are they paying this man? Because he didn't come out for those guys, but he comes out for Kevin Owens. No disrespect. But Kevin Owens isn't on the star power and magnitude level of Punk, Cena, and Lesnar. So I'm interested. They got my attention. They got my we'll attention. We'll see it. We'll see. Yeah, right, right, right. So WWE, shout out to you. You got me. You got me excited for something. Let alone, my my mania excitement was at a four. It moved to a five with Stone Cold coming. Like, it moved to a five. So I'm excited to see the entire Mania card when it comes out because then we can talk about the Knights and talk what we think is going to be better. But nonetheless, AEW, we're talking about Mania. AEW had their pay-per-view on Sunday, and I just want to start off by saying it was fantastic. What is the one word you want to use to describe it really quickly? Oh, I had my phrase. I'm going to use my phrase. I'm not using Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're fine. This could have been their Mania. It was that good. Yeah, it was that good. It was that good. That was, wow. Yeah, I I think that... there were moments that, you know, stick out to me. I think there's been, in terms of wrestling and all of that stuff, I think there's been moments that stick out more to me from pay-per-views. Like, say, Big E's Money in the Bank win. I'll never forget. I'll never forget Kofi Mania at Mania 35. Uh, like, there's moments that I'll never forget. But front to back... I think this is one of the best pay-per-views I've ever seen. Front to back. Like, the consistency of the card was fantastic. They gave you a month's worth of amazing wrestling in one night. Now, was this pay-per-view too long? I I think so. However, it's okay. I'll I'll let it slide. However... Let's work on this. Maybe start a little earlier? Yeah, I think they could have started earlier or they could have trimmed... You trim nothing. Took, trim nothing. You could have took a match or two off. Like you didn't need, but they were good. Don't get me wrong. Like they were good, but like if you're in the interest of my time and my attention, you could have tri- like you know we darn near fell asleep d- around the main event time because we we got tired. Like we were tired. We had been watching since the buy-in at seven o'clock. It's little near midnight at that point. I didn't feel as bad because the next morning I was looking and there was a lot of people like, love this pay-per-view. However, AEW, we need to do something because not only am I watching the main event, but I'm having my own main event trying to fight these sleep demons right now because I'm just trying to stay awake. Really, though? And and that's not saying, like, the card was boring. I mean, it was exciting and fun all throughout. We'll dive into it really quickly. But, like, it was a little long. That's my biggest criticism, honestly, of, like, the pay-per-view overall. It was long. However, the quality was fantastic. We're going to just hit every single match. But, like, you know, give me, like, your one or two questions thoughts on it and then we'll move on to the next one and then maybe some we'll spend a little more time on but the show opened with jericho versus eddie kingston i love this i did not expect it to start the, the to start the pay-per-view i didn't think this would be the opener but the match was fun it was energetic it had a lot more energy than i thought it would and it was violent like i mean the match starts and jericho gets dropped on the crown of his head i'm like jesus christ i thought it was a very fun and exciting match that started a streak of fun and exciting matches i enjoyed this match it was good I, I as a as a fan of wrestling, I do enjoy it. However, I always do go on that perspective of like thinking like, what do people that don't watch wrestling might think of this? And I thought, you know, shoot me. I thought I thought it was a little sloppy. And I get it. You like you, like you explained to me that it, it's supposed to be more of a brawl. It's supposed to be aggressive. It's supposed to be this. I get it. But I think you can still do that with having cleaner moves and like having 
having moves come come through a lot better than they did in this match that was the only thing that kept taking me out of it because it's either worrying about someone's safety because they landed really weird or just just the overall movements of them kind of just seemed off to me so it really kept taking me out overall i did still enjoy it and i'll be i'll be the negative nancy on this one but it was it wasn't it wasn't for me that one wasn't for me it wasn't bad but it wasn't for me i i hear you i don't agree obviously i think this was a fantastic match it was one of my favorite matches of the night personally um because of the violence involved in it i thought it was really really great and shout out to chris jericho um i'm not the biggest jericho fan like i think i think he's good don't get me wrong like i think he's good but like eh i'm eh on jericho like i don't i don't love him however shout out to jericho because i saw a tweet that was like you know, most guys who are superstars and have been superstars for 20 to 25 years would go out there and make somebody wrestle their style. Jericho went out there at Revolution and he wrestled Eddie Kingston style. And I, I think that's something to celebrate because if you know Chris Jericho, he can be an egomaniac, you know? He's Chris Jericho. I understand it. He's Chris Jericho. But he was very giving in the match and he put over Eddie Kingston with the submission. So Jericho tapped. So I'm interested to see where that goes because how do you continue that feud if you want to do it? I don't think you do but it's interesting right it's interesting i don't think you continue in the feud i think you're, no. you tied it up really nice you can reference back to it to kind of have like a little slow burn after it but you I, you don't have to have them in the ring with each other again yeah so and i mean mind you we haven't gotten a lot of it but how are you feeling jericho as a heel as compared to jericho as a baby face because he's a heel now he's definitely he a heel. heel 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 face no throw it away throw it away he's a, nat- <laughs> he's a natural away. heel like he's a natural heel it works better on it's him. also just easier because of who he is in real life to just not like him really though really though like i enjoy booing chris jericho i'll sing his theme song i'll sing the song but i'm gonna boo you which is fine which is fine (laughs) so jericho and eddie kingston a hot start but then we move directly into the triple threat tag team match jurassic express versus red dragon versus the young bucks This may have been my match of the night. I'm going to give my match of the night at the end, but this is in contention because I I, I said when we were watching Crystal, I was like, this is starting off a little slow for me, but it was when Luchasaurus got the first hot tag. The match was moving a million miles an hour after that, and I think that really benefited everybody in the ring because the Young Bucks are electric, Red Dragon electric technicians, and then, you know, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus can go in their own right. So I thought it was super fun. Jurassic Express got the win at the end of it. The Young Bucks and Red Dragon kind of sort of was screwing each other over. And I like how that story is kind of building. What did you think? I was already enjoying it. For me, I don't think it was slow because sometimes I do appreciate it when it's a little bit slower because AEW is known to have so many people in this ring at one time. You don't know what's going on. So I like to live for these moments where it's a little slower. And I was already enjoying it. And I was like, just when you think, hmm, how could I enjoy this a little bit more? That's what, that's the moment you talked about Luchasaurus coming in and speeding everything up, just being a wrecking ball, causing mayhem, giving uh, Jungle Boy a second to breathe. Because up until then, Jungle Boy was getting jumped. And if you were just watching the first bit, you would have just thought, oh, they're not retaining. This isn't happening. They're they're teaming up. Jungle Boy, there's no way. Especially, like, there's just no way. And then Luchasaurus was just out on the side for a while. Yeah. And then... And then the tides turned, and that's what matters. Yeah, I, as I've watched AEW, I find, I think AEW realizes it. And as a fan, I think I realize it. I think Luchasaurus is best in those short bursts of explosiveness. I think that's how you use him because he's athletic, he's large, and he's fun. So having him in them very short bursts of uh, explosives and, you know, just going at everybody, I think that's where he's best. Um, This match was, like I said, it was really, really, really good. I think I always knew Jurassic Express was going to win because I know where the story 
storyline is kind of going with Red Dragon and the Bucks. I think we're getting a Kenny Omega return here pretty soon, and we'll do a six-man with Adam Cole and Kenny Omega and all of them. I think that's kind of where we're going. But my thing with Jurassic Express retaining, I want their reign to be a little bit better than it has been. They've defended the titles, I think at this point, three or four times. So I don't have a problem with their title defenses, but I just kind of feel like they're just holding the belts. You know, I think a while ago, it was a while, like back when WWE was in the Thunderdome, Paul Heyman was cutting a promo, but he actually said something that kind of stuck with me. He like pointed at the entire SmackDown roster and was like, you guys, like all of them with the belts, he was like, you guys are title holders. Roman Reigns is a champion. And I feel like Jurassic Express feel like title holders and not champions right now. Does that make any sense? I feel like Hangman is a champion. I feel like Jade Cargill is a champion. I even feel like Sammy Guevara is a champion, but I don't feel like Jurassic Express are champions. I feel like they're belt title belt holders. I think they lack swagger with the belt. They almost seem insecure with the belts like they're they are they still defending and like you know that great but something about it they just they're missing something as champions to really make it over in my opinion yeah and that's not crapping on them because i love jurassic express as a tag team i love them i think they're interesting i think in five or six years we're going to be looking at jungle boy and be like how was he even in a tag team i think that's where we're going but you know i don't feel the ah with their reign you know it's just missing something for me but moving on we had the face of the revolution ladder match right after this tag team match and we had keith lee versus wardlow versus orange cassidy versus powerhouse Hobbs versus ricky stark versus christian cage and at the end of it wardlow grabs the brass ring and he is now the face of the revolution chriselle what are your thoughts about this match this might have been my match of the night oh i enjoyed that every single person kind of had a spot it was exciting from start to finish and like like you said earlier that orange cassidy is just kind of a commit a comedic relief in this match but also there was a few seconds where you just thought that are you going to be the surprise winner because that would have thrown everybody off but it was really easy to believe that anybody in this match could have won yeah i i think everybody at some point kind of had a spot um I'm going to be honest, this was, like, if I was ranking the matches of the night, this would be towards the bottom for me. I, I wasn't disappointed. I wasn't disappointed. I don't want it to sound like that. But I the match really wasn't doing it too much for me. I think I, I was interested. I was very interested, and it was good. But when I compare it to the rest of the card, this is somewhere down in the bottom half for me, if I'm being honest. You're crazy. If I'm being, it's better than the Jade and Ty match. It's better than Britain Thunder. It's better than the Tornado Tag. But that's about it. So it's fourth from the bottom. So what, the fifth or sixth best match? I, I think so. Whatever. I think so. But I, I mean, and it's not crapping on it because I loved Wardlow winning. Uh, I, I love the spot. We talking about Orange Cassidy. I love the spot where Keith Lee and Wardlow are kind of like pressing the ladder and Orange Cassidy skins the cat. And then stands up on the top and then falls and hits his nuts and stuff. I think that's funny. You know, you need those moments. Ricky Starks darn near died by getting powerbombed on the ladder. So everything, <laughs> everybody says he's okay. I hope he's okay because that did not look good. And then, you know, you set up the Keith Lee and Powerhouse Hobbs stuff. And they gave us what I do appreciate about AEW. They know what we want as fans. So coming into this match, it's like, I want the meaty men to slap meat. So what did they give us? Literally at the start of the match, Keith Lee, Wardlow, Powerhouse Hobbs staring down. And it's like, oh my God, it's going to happen. But then they tease this and orange cassidy rolls in there and just starts lightly kicking them so it's stuff like that where i'm like hey it's fun it was an interesting match it was a good match and i think the right guy won and i enjoyed seeing orange cassidy around people that aren't just going to entertain it because you know adam cole sometimes entertains 
like the little kicks. It's like, ha, okay, whatever. I'll play along with this. But I love the big man aspect. Like, who's this kid? Just literally yeet him out of the ring. Like, that's what he was there for. And I love that interaction. That's what I was here for. Yeah, it's funny. I think coming out of the match, Orange Cassidy probably had the most spots, which is not something I would have said going in, you know? It's not something I would have said. But Wardlow wins. I think it's the right decision. I think it's awesome because now that MJF situation is only going to get even more interesting, especially when we get to the Punk and MJF match. And we'll talk about that. So a really good match. They're three for three at this point, in my opinion. Like, they're three for three. So then we go to the fourth match of the night, Jade Cargill versus Ty Conti. This is the match where I'm like, I think it could have been taken off of the card. Um, If you're trying to shorten the time, if you're trying to shorten the time. Mind you, the match itself wasn't long. So you're not shortening the card by much. But coming, and I understand you need a little bit of a palate cleanser coming off of three really high octane matches. You need a one-on-one that, you know, can kind of calm you down just a little bit. This match didn't have much for me. I'm coming out of it more so loving Jade's gear that she was wearing. Uh, She looked like Jade from Mortal Kombat. So I love her gear more than the match personally. But it was, it was, it was good. Jade is money. No, I, my big takeaway, I can't believe you mentioned it without talking about Jade kissing uh, Ty. Like, oh yeah, I mean, yeah, but I'm but not a, I'm it, not a horny just, man on Twitter. Like, <laughs> it's just like it was just it was on the entertain, an entertaining factor. But also, right. I guess I enjoy all of Jade's matches thus far because each one is better than the last, mm-hmm. and this one was no different. I think everyone, every one of her matches kind of go up by maybe two or three percent of being better, whereas this one, I feel like this one was like an eight percent better than their last one, and it was a little bit longer. And in each match, she proves that she is better than what people want that she's green yeah she's green like money because she can actually go and she's continuously improving and i i liked it you got you got to see more defense in her and i think overall like her move set is growing and i enjoyed it so i might even say i enjoyed it more than the others women's match that was here tonight that's debatable but i might be agreeing with you but no i think it was good you can definitely tell jay's getting better you saw that frog splash she pulled out there you go something's in my brain the frog splash there you uh, go that was awesome that was awesome so jade picked up the picked up the win and retained the tbs title um so then i mean we moved into we're gonna talk about it the dog collar match cm punk versus mjf Quick rundown. It's been the best feud in wrestling over the last few months, easily. I don't think it's even debatable. Um, Punk comes out to his Ring of Honor theme, like Chriselle mentioned earlier. But MJF had trolled the audience and had come out the Punk's theme. And then, you know, it switched midway to his theme. So that was awesome. A ton of blood, a ton of violence. Thumbtacks were involved at some point. MJF was cutting a mini promo and Punk yanks him by the dog collar. And it was everything you kind of wanted the match to be. And the ice on the cake with Wardlow coming down there to give MJF the diamond ring and Wardlow acts like he doesn't even have it on him (laughs) I ain't even got it on me and Punk you know GTS is MJF on the thumbtacks and then Wardlow's like oh crap I do have the diamond ring he gives it to Punk Punk punches MJF in the face lands on the thumbtacks one two three so an, an amazing ending to a feud you start up something new with Wardlow and MJF I loved everything about this match Chriselle what you got it was definitely a nail biter not in the sense of who's gonna win but just because of how violent it was and it was just there's so much going on with just two men going on in there you're worried 
learned about the the callers themselves. Also, Dustin and I had a little bet going. Dustin thought MJF was going to be the first one to bleed. I knew for a fact it was going to be CM Punk. And let me just say, I won. And I won fair and square. So thank you, CM Punk, for bleeding. He bleeds for us. But overall, great match. And I did enjoy the Wardlow thing at the end. I don't know why for two seconds I didn't even think that he was going to help CM Punk. I thought he was just going to be there to screw over MJF. Like, oh, you were relying on this so hard and you don't have it versus he actually gave the ring to CM Punk, which I still do enjoy, but I think it would have been really cool to see it not happen at all, in mm. my own opinion. That's interesting. I, I disagree. I think I think they did right with it. And I think it I, I like that it did happen. Um I think it was good because it pushes that storyline a little bit harder than if it was just like, Oh, I forgot it and I guess like, no, nah, I actually kinda screwed you over. So I, I think it was good. Um I mean these guys are great. These guys are great. I can't say enough about this match, honestly. But what if Wardlow, instead of giving it to CM Punk, he pulls it out. He's like, oh, you know what? I do have it. And he put it on himself and walked out. Because then he, you could still put that narration of like, I'm screwing you over by choice. and But also still choosing not to help CM Punk. So here's, so here's my argument to that. I think that what they're doing and they're being subtle with it. I think the Punk heel turn is coming. And they're starting to plant seeds like, hey, Punk, you had to cheat to win. Technically speaking, he cheated, you know, with the ring. Technically speaking. So I think they're planting the seeds of like hey if you were following the breadcrumbs punk is slowly but surely doing slightly more dishonest things that are going to lead to a heel turn um i've heard people argue that he's going to be the one to take it off a of hangman which i haven't thought of but i think that'd be awesome i think it would be freaking awesome if there's anyone that will get booed like punk will get booed against hangman i think it would happen okay yes he'd get booed against hangman however i just don't think that's the best way to go. I don't know. I trust AEW with the story if they were to do it. But we'll talk about Hangman's calendars later. But like I said, an all-around awesome match. I was hearing some discourse, Chriselle. Do you think the match was a little long? I think they could have shaved about five minutes. I think they could have shaved it a little bit, especially since I think the beginning it was it wasn't slow. The whole match wasn't slow, but it did it didn't start off rough off the bat. I think it was like right. moderate speed at the beginning, so you could have sped it up in a sense. Yes, right, right. So I mean, but overall a fantastic match moving on we got Britt baker versus thunder rosa first of all i want to say i don't think AEW did these women any favors having to go directly after the dog collar match because there was so much emotional investment in that match and so much violence and brutality and moves and this that, and the other that i don't think AEW did these women any favors by putting them after that i think that was completely wrong i'm not arguing the sequence of the card i don't know how you do it but i don't think they should have gone on after this match um but it's a screwy finish. They're clearly going to put the belt on Thunder Rosa in two weeks at St. Paddy's Day Slam, like we had mentioned before. And this was the worst match of the night to me um, because of that finish. And then even the in-ring stuff, I just couldn't get into it. I think them themselves weren't into this match. I, I I just think the mechanics of this this match, the chemistry, everything involved in it just wasn't it wasn't as far as everything else that was going on in the pay per view, it was not to that caliber. I don't think I don't think either one of them's energy was even to that point and it just makes it sad. I it, like I, I don't know. I almost just like, let's just pretend it didn't happen type of situation. Yeah, we'll talk more about this because in two weeks, they're crowning thunder in two weeks. That's what you have to do. So, I mean, that was that match. But we're going to move on because, like I said, there's not much to it. It was a lot of screwy interference and it wasn't that great of a match. So, moving on to some people's match of the night, John Moxley versus Brian Danielson. Screw the match. The match was violent. There was blood. They beat the crap out of each other. 
William Regal <laughs> shows up after the match. Moxley and Danielson are fighting each other, pounding on each other. William Regal walks out there looking like a disgusted dad whose two grown sons are fighting at the barbecue. And William Regal walks out there and he's like, what the heck are y'all doing? He slaps Moxley. And then Danielson's sitting there laughing, and he turns around and slaps Danielson. And he's like, shake hands. Like, uh, first of all, William Regal is in AEW. We talked at length when he got released how beloved he was by people in WWE and how much of a fantastic wrestling mind he is seen as being. People have said there's no Bailey without Regal. There's no Sasha Banks without Regal. There's no Roman Reigns without Regal. So it's awesome he's even in AEW. Oh, my God. Does William Regal lead the dojo? That would be good. But also, as like just as a recruiter, as the mind, he is in a beautiful asset to have within AEW and Ring of Honor where they are right now. This, that he is an incredible asset. Incredible. Like, wow. I, I really hope they give him the power to do what he needs to do. Yeah, honestly, I can see a world where on screen, let's just say he does do the dojo thing with Danielson and Mox, and it's like, we're, you guys are going to be a killer stable, and I'm going to be your manager. Like, let's say on screen he does that. I would love if off screen Tony Khan said, here's the keys, go run Ring of Honor. Because he can do it. He ran NXT. Well, he didn't run NXT, but he was a big, 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 big piece of NXT. So I would love if Tony Khan said, hey, go run Ring of Honor, you know, handle it. I think Regal would be perfect. He has the eye for talent. He has the eye for developing superstars. He can do it. And then if you want to have him on screen as a manager or whatever it may be, I'm very interested to see what they do with Regal coming out of the pay-per-view and also what they do with Danielson and Mox because that handshake at the end of it and William Regal is kind of like, you know, the tape between them two of like, y'all are connected. Let's work together. I think we're getting the stable. I really do think we're getting it. Oh, 100%. But also, I definitely see them running this back. Obviously, not soon. But that was the end happened so fast. It was so screwy that I remember just looking at like, what just happened? Why was this? What? I blinked. What happened? (laughs) So I had to go back and rewatch it really quick because, you know, at that point, we were getting a little tired. But I did have to go back and rewatch it. So what happened was Danielson was trying to get Mox to tap so much. And he's like, God, this guy won't tap. And he's just sitting there thinking, like, what move can I do? And Moxley snuck him with a quick pin so it, it was like really out of nowhere but i think that was the point it made sense um but they're definitely running it back oh get a year do it in a year doing it next revolution i would love it sign me up i would love it so then we moved on to the match right before the main event we had the tornado tag match andrade matt hardy isaiah cassidy versus sting darby and sammy guevara this was just your high octane get ready for the main event type of match there was really no doubt who was winning sting is a madman um and sammy guevara is also a madman that is my thoughts <laughs> They're all mad. However, Sting has no business being this much of a madman at his grown age. It's fun. It's scary. But he needs to relax. Sting was Sting is 62 years old. I, I want you to realize that man is 62 years old, bro. Someone said he was born during the Eisenhower administration. I don't even know when Eisenhower was president. So (laughs) that is how old he is, bro. Like Sting is old. And I saw some people saying, oh, the jump wasn't even that high. He crashed through three tables and he had Andrade to break his fall. First of all, shut up. You go do that. Second of all, there's a lot into that. First of all, I saw a fan video. That is higher up than it looks. Like it was high. Second of all, he's 62 years old who had spinal surgery and darn near was paralyzed not even five years ago so i don't want to hear it do you guys know any 60 year olds if not even like 40 and 50 year olds 
Can you imagine any of the 40 or 50 year olds you know doing that? I think out of every like eight people that fall into that demographic, maybe one or two are like in decent shape. They'd be like, oh, okay, like maybe it'd probably hurt them. But no, the general consensus is no, just no, no. Sting, Sting is ridiculous, man. Like, I love how he, you know, hits his few spots and then he goes home. <laughs> like, he takes his ball and he goes home. It, it, it's ridiculous. He's a madman. There's no reason for him to do that. And then also, I don't love Sammy Guevara. He did a Spanish fly off of the stage on top of the thing, and him and Isaiah Cassidy crashed through two tables. If you haven't seen that spot, that is one of the darndest things I think I've ever seen. That Spanish fly was scary. <laughs> I was terrified when he did it. So if you haven't seen that, go watch it because it's worth your time. But like I said, that was more so like just high octane palate cleanser. Get ready for your main event. Hangman Adam Page versus Adam Cole. They had a good wrestling match. I don't think it was the greatest match I've ever seen, but they had a really good wrestling match worthy of a pay-per-view main event. Shout out to both of their gears. Adam Cole had his love for video games on display with his Halo gear. And then Hangman Adam Page had, you know, rainbow colors, you know, representing the LGBT community and all of that, you know, especially in Florida where the don't say gay bill is going through and all of that stuff so shout out to both of their gears but the match was awesome hangman adam page picks up the victory the biggest spot of the match was adam cole super kicking hangman in the face off of like a backflip it was freaking awesome and perfectly timed these guys are awesome the right guy won and i'm not sad about adam cole because i know where he's going so it's all good i love this for i love this for adam cole because once again he shows that he is great in the ring he can take a shot but however he's not gonna look dumb he doesn't look weak he is a great wrestler and this is just another match that showcases that and it's against a people a person that a lot of people love that i just hope i just want him to get more respect and i know I'm not even the big I'm not even the biggest Adam Cole fan I think you're a bigger fan than I am but I just don't like the disrespect that he gets it's just annoying and I'm just gonna keep writing for him as long as I have to yeah he gets disrespected a lot and people people piss me off they're like Adam Cole went over to AW blah 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 and I'm like yeah he's main eventing a pay-per-view like what are you what are you expecting he's he's freaking fantastic you want to talk about his body all you want sure go do what he does in the ring and tell me how good you are so Adam Cole disrespect gets on my nerves because he's fantastic if he sucks if he was terrible then i'd be like you know say whatever but he's freaking awesome and he's adam cole baby so (laughs) he's great the match was really good as a main event what was your match of the night let's get into match of the night i'm sticking true to mine the face of the revolution match okay so i i love wrestling man (laughs) so subjective i love it um for me it would probably be the dog collar match because of the story behind it and the violence involved i think it was the match of the night that was my second one. I think I enjoyed that one in a different avenue, but I think I say the ladder match because I'm I'm not usually the one that votes for the meaty man match, and I think you're usually one to gravitate toward that one. However, this one I think there was enough story and like fun in it that it wasn't just the meaty man. That that's why I'm like it really stuck out to me, and I really do enjoy it because I don't usually you know choose those. Right? No, I definitely understand that. Okay, and then worst match of the night, what you got? Thunder Rosa and DMD. I agree. Brit and Thunder Rosa was bad. but And I'm not blaming the performers. I think it was the booking of the match. And I think it's also they know, as well as the entire audience knows, they're running it back in two weeks. Let's not use up everything we got. So I understand. I understand. I don't love it. I don't love the booking, but it was just the lack of energy overall. Yeah. Even Thunder Rosa coming out 
um, someone had said, like, there's a look on wrestler faces when they know they're going to lose. If you look at her face in the camera zooms in, she didn't have her typical fire and energy. She had that Liv Morgan entrance when she knew that she wasn't winning money in the bank. It's one of those things where you're just, it's time, but it's not happening yet. And it's like, man, why am I going to, I'm not going to act like, I'm not dumb. My fans aren't dumb. I'm over this. Just like them. Right. So, I mean, that's the worst match of the night. But overall, like I said earlier, front to back, this pay-per-view was fantastic. Um, They didn't miss and they got my money already for double or nothing. Like already. It's in May. And I'm like, can I prepay? Because I'm going to (laughs) watch. I want to prepay for all their pay-per-views for the rest of the year. This pay-per-view was already worth it two matches in. Two matches in, I was sold. Sold. I was like, I'll give you my credit card for the next one. Buy my, I'll buy the tickets. What's going on? I, I really do enjoy this. Is I know the very, I think pretty often we'll recommend something or like, hey, if you haven't started watching by now, this is the one to go back and watch. This is the one to do it. I'm going to put I'm gonna put that seal onto this one. If you haven't started watching AEW and you're looking for when to start watching, this was a good one to go back and watch and start from there. No, I wholeheartedly agree. So like, if you haven't started watching AEW or you're, you're not sure sure about it or things in the past haven't really grabbed your attention i understand it's not for everybody because everybody wants different things from their wrestling however um i i like to say i'm unbiased because i'm not getting paid by any of these companies i think AEW is putting out a fantastic product right now and i think the energy that they're bringing not only to their pay-per-views but you know all of their daily week not well well it is weekly their weekly tv and everything i think it's so much fun so if you can watch AEW, go ahead and check it out like check out a match or two see if you get into it if you don't you don't but if you do you do that's my endorsement of the company so Chriselle, any last words for the day support AEW. let's get into it support AEW. let's do it no rant today guys let's end on a positive note with support for a company this week so shout out to you guys keep listening and we love you peace bye you've been listening to the unexpected wrestling podcast with dustin and Chriselle. thank you for tuning in we hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed making it. Leave a review. It better be positive. And keep up with the podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Catch you at the next show.